Welcome to Centerpoint Church, where we are all about loving and leading people to a life-changing connection with Christ. We're so excited that you decided to join us today, and we believe that no matter where you're listening from, this message will enhance your connection with Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, good morning. Good to see you today. Yes, celebrate. We're in God's house. Welcome. If you are new with us at Centerpoint, I want to say thanks for coming and joining us today, and I appreciate your patience on, uh, on the way in, and for some of you even uh, waiting for the, the seats in the back. I hope you understand why we're kind of doing the, the, what we're doing in terms of where you're finding a seat. It's just that we want to do as well as we can at welcoming those who come at different times, and so we're asking people, come and sit up front first. That way, when others come a little later, there's still some seats in the back. Okay, so this is uh, the the last week of our, our series called Roadmap. And next week, I'm starting a new series called FAM. Everybody say FAM. FAM. And so this series is going to be about relationships. It's going to be about uh, marriage and parenting and friendships and body of Christ relationships with each other as brothers and sisters. And it's the kind of series that uh, we're touching on a topic that all of us n- need to keep growing in. Come on, somebody say amen, right? Relationships, yeah. And so it's also the kind of time where it would be great to be a bringer. And so on your way out today, we're going to be giving out the invite card. So as you're heading out the doors, the ushers are going to be putting the invite cards out towards you. And don't do like you do like out in Las Vegas where you're on the street and people are putting, trying to put things in your hands and you're like, no thank you, no thank you. Here, you should say thank you and take the card and then be a bringer. Like find somebody and be a bringer. On that note, I do want you to know this. The 9 o'clock service doesn't have a problem with a parking spot. So just saying, like it, it, it might be something to consider. And the 5 p.m. service, definitely. You've got lots of spaces out there. So I want to encourage somebody to maybe even consider those other two times uh, where it might be a little, little less frustrating on the way in. All right, so uh, roadmap uh, part four. Uh, I want to ask you, do you have any familiarity with the concept of a brand ambassador? And have you ever had a chance to interact with a brand ambassador? I had a chance to interact with a brand ambassador a while back. A brand ambassador is a person who is able to uh, represent and communicate on behalf of a brand uh, because they're up close and with, with people or they have some relationship with people, that kind of thing. So. I happened to be uh, on a trip to a conference out in Birmingham, Alabama uh, a, a few months ago, and I, I had an interaction with a brand ambassador, and this is how it went down. So there's this coffee company that uh, I had ordered coffee beans from this coffee company called Revelator Coffee that was in Birmingham, Alabama. And so when I was there, you know I had it on my ma- I was going to go to uh, Revelator Coffee. And so I went to Revelator Coffee, waited in line, and I got to the counter, and, and I was about ready to put my order in. The girl went like this. Just stood there, waiting, and then I gave my order, and she kind of rolled her eyes almost. I was like, wow, that's weird, man. Because, I mean, I came from California all the way to Birmingham to go to Revelator Coffee, you know. Anyway, anyway, I waited, and then it was time for me to get up my order, and it happened to be that she was the one over here. And so I, I went over to get the coffee, and I said, hey, Beth, um, hey, what, do you, what can you tell me about, uh, about the name, Revelator Coffee? Like, what can you tell me about the brand? I was excited to be there, you know. And, and she went, nothing good. I was like, oh, nothing good? Can you tell me anything? And she said, 
What I can tell you is that the owners of this company are trash and the coffee beans that they use are trash. And what I can tell you is that this company doesn't care anything about coffee and doesn't care anything about people who work here. That's what I can tell. And I can tell you that you should be actually heading up the street to June Coffee. They actually care about coffee and the people who work there. I just met me an Alabama brand ambassador. I don't think she even knew she was one. <laughs> but it, it made an impression. I was actually thinking to myself, oh, girl, you just made the cut. You're going to be in a sermon one day. <laughs> How preachers think. <laughs> but you know what? The truth is that you and I are, are ambassadors. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. And I want to ask you to consider what we've done in this series. And what we did is uh, we, we did a, a roadmap series together. And what we did in this, in this roadmap series is we acknowledged, okay, this metaphor, we're on a journey. And we are following Jesus on this journey. It's an adventure. And we want to have a roadmap before us. And we want to determine the kind of things that are going to be on our roadmap. And so we put some things out on the roadmap, like what route we're taking and where we're going to stop along the way. And here's how we did it. We began our putting on our roadmap fasting and praying. How many of you participated in the 21-day time of fasting and prayer in some way? Hands up. Hands up. Okay. Uh, I, I, I wish there might have been a few more, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll talk about that some other time. But here's what I know is that those of us who participated in the time of fasting and prayer, we did something that's old school, biblical Jesus. And I'm guessing that most of us, if we were paying attention at all, we saw some breakthroughs happen in our lives because of that time of praying and fasting. Can I give one testimony? I, I thought maybe there would be a flood of testimonies. It turns out, I don't think people got the email address right or something. But, uh, there, but I'll share one of my own. I, wanna, I want you to hear this, right? So 21 days of fasting and prayer. For me, the second week was a liquid-only fast for that week. And there were a couple of things that I was particularly saying, God, I'm asking for you to come through in this. One of them had to do with one of my family members. And I won't get into the details of this, but I will tell you this, that there was a distinct and marked absolute move where God elevated the, the situation. I'm gonna just leave it at that. And, and I, I completely know God did that. He, he did something in this family member. Here's the second one. I will tell you a little bit more details on this one. I've been fasting and praying, God, I'm asking you to bring the new worship director for our church. I'm fasting and praying that you would do that. I love our team, but our team also needs the one who can get in there and lead the charge. And I was fasting and praying. And there was somebody who we actually had given the invitation to, but this person hadn't been able to give the answer yet, hadn't de determined what God was saying quite yet. And I'm in the middle of that one week of fasting and prayer, liquid only, and I'm praying, 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 praying. And then at the very last, when I came to the last day, I, I said, all right, bro, what's your answer? And he wrote, and then finally we talked on Zoom and he said, okay, my answer is I am moving to California. I, mm, you don't even know who it is yet. But, but his name is David Toledo, and I'm telling you something. He, he was here on 1231, that particular Sunday, and it just blew the roof off. And we just knew God, God is speaking, and, and it was during the time of prayer and fasting. I'm telling you, God, 
allows us to, to give more of ourselves to him and we can receive more of his closeness in those times and he moves in unique ways when we're fasting and praying. So we put that on our roadmap and, and then we put growing on our roadmap. We determine together, look, my spiritual growth isn't somebody else's responsibility. That if I'm going to grow spiritually, it's because I'm going to show up. I'm going to be in a group. I'm going to take one of those classes. I am going to open my Bible every day. Somebody should say amen. Amen. Yes, if I am going to grow, it's because I'm going to put all that I can into it. And we put that on our roadmap. And we said, for this journey I'm on, that's number one. I will be a follower of Jesus who's growing. And as a church together, we will grow strong disciples. Okay, and then we put Seek Week on the map. We put Seek Week on the roadmap, not because we felt like, oh, let's just have an event at church every night. We put Seek Week on the map because we determined together that we want to be people who who reset around this idea of really flowing in the spirit. Somebody say flow. So we began with grow. We did flow. And uh, last week, Pastor Aaron led us to understand that on our roadmap, there's got to be this mental picture of us emptying our bag. And we will not turn down the dimmer on our lives in Jesus. Amen. Because we want to sow. We want to be people who sow. So I want to wrap up the roadmap series today with an invitation for you to to understand who you are as a grow, flow, sow kind of a believer who is actually intentional about what it means to grow, to flow, to sow. That you're not on autopilot, that there's no uh, automation, there's no AI that's going to chat GPT this spiritual life for you. It's going to be you presenting yourself in the presence of God and in the spiritual disciplines of being in the word of God, flowing in the spirit of God and sowing into the world around you with the the kingdom of God. And so I'm going to ask you in just a moment to open to 2 Corinthians in the the New Testament, 2 Corinthians 5. And in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, big picture, here's what's been happening. In the first few chapters, it's laying out the goodness of the forgiveness of sin. It's laying out the the reality that we have a new covenant, that that the Old Testament marked a a covenant between God and people, but that in Jesus there's a new covenant, and it's a covenant of grace. And uh, this book of 2 Corinthians begins to speak about the reality of heaven and the ultimate hope for a new healed and whole body in heaven that all of us get to look forward to. And so it's just beginning to spell out all this goodness that's available in and through Jesus in your life. And then you get to 2 Corinthians 5, and there's a, then a, a reminder about what that means in terms of who you are, who we are. And so here's what it, it says. You go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and open up that Bible or that Bible app there, and it says this in verse 18. It says, all this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. (laughs) Oh, Just say amen to that. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. 
We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Is anybody glad that you've been made right with God through Christ? Just say it, I've been made right. No, no, say it, I've been made right. I want you to say it again, I've been made right. This is a spiritual recalibration point because all of us need to be on the same page about this. Being right with God doesn't come by you trying harder to be better. There's a place for making some effort to be a better human. But in terms of you being right with God for all eternity, nothing could accomplish that except for Jesus. And you've been made right with God. What this does, if you allow this to soak into your soul, is it takes some pressure off. What what that is, is grace. That you can live with a deep sense of peace inside, knowing I've been made right with God. I didn't make myself right with God. It didn't ever start that way, and so it doesn't ever depend on it being that way. Are you with me? Just say it again. I've, I've been made right. Yeah, if you can wake up every day and remind yourself, I am going to grow because I want to. I am going to flow in the spirit because it's a joy and a thrill to do so and it's part of my calling. And I will sow because I, I, I love my God and I want people to know him. But I know that I'm not made right by that. I'm made right by Jesus. Come on, somebody say amen like you mean it. I am made right with God through Christ Jesus. This is, this is how we get to start every single day. If you actually know Jesus, I challenge you, wake up in the morning and remind yourself, look in the mirror, I'm made right with God through Jesus. It brings a delight, brings a relief, it brings a, a, a calm, and it's because that's the grace of God speaking to you. But then we do say, and yes, I do have something to say about it to the world around me. And this is where I want to tell you, you are an ambassador. You, you know Jesus. You know Jesus who is the incarnation of the almighty God. And what that means is that you are actually an ambassador of the almighty. Now, I want you to just make this declaration right out of the gate right now. Just say it. I am an ambassador of the almighty. Say it with me. I am an ambassador of the almighty. Just say it again. I am an ambassador of the almighty. Everywhere you go, you represent him. You represent him, and so I'm challenging you to keep it in mind that you do, and to represent his generosity, represent his peace, represent his kindness, his mercy, represent his love to somebody, represent his power, represent his desire for righteousness, represent his holiness, represent his purity, represent his grace to somebody. I'm an ambassador of the Almighty. Just say it again. I'm an ambassador of the Almighty. So you are a message in a sense. Everywhere you go, you are a message because Jesus lives in you. But you also have a message. Back to verse 20. I want to pause here for a moment. It says, we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. You have a message. Somebody say, I have a message. Yeah, you do. You have a message. And the message is not, you're condemned. 
The message is not, you're terrible and you're going to hell. Your message is not, good luck. Your message is not, try harder. Your message is not, believe in genie and then you'll never have any troubles. Your message is not any, your message is come back to God. Come back to God. Come on, somebody say, come back to God. Do you know, this is what Jesus envisioned and why the Holy Spirit brings this word is this idea that you and me might recognize everywhere we go, there's a moment, there's a possibility that we might be able to bring that message to somebody. Come back to God. It's a good message. Come back to God. Say it again. Come back to God. Come back to God. Implied, implicit in this statement is an idea that there was an original state because there was. Every single human being created in the image of God, made to be in right standing, right relationship, and at peace with God. But the problem is that for many of us, every one of us, in fact, there's been a departure. And the departure from the the roadmap, so to speak, has been a departure into sin. And people get stuck in sin. And Jesus is there to say, I am ready to rescue from the trap of sin. Would you like to be rescued? And we get to be actually used by God to sometimes be the ones to speak the same message that we ourselves have heard, which is, come back to God. Everybody say, come back to God. There is an original state of being right with God. There is a home with the heavenly father that he desires for sons and daughters across this globe to come back to. And sometimes he's looking at you right where you are right where you work, right where you're on the sidelines of some game, right where you are at at, at a job site, right where you are in that classroom or or, or in that hospital hallway, to say, hey, now, somebody needs to hear, come back to God. When you had departed and gotten yourself way off track, way off the road, aren't you glad that somehow God got hold of you so that you could come back to him? Because that's what he is loving to do through you, is to invite someone to come back to God. Another translation, instead of saying, come back to God, the message is framed with these words, be reconciled to God. Everyone say, be reconciled. reconciled. It's a good word. This word, when used in accounting, it has a specific meaning. And I looked it up, it says... That to be reconciled means to make one account consistent with another by allowing for transactions that are currently in process. That is to say, one account and another account are, are brought to be consistent, even though something in this account isn't quite complete yet. And I'm so grateful that God looks at, at my life, and, and even though I'm still in process, there's some things he's still got to work on on me, that he looks at my account and says, yeah, but through the blood of Jesus, it's good. This account and this account are good. From my perspective, from all eternity, the blood of Jesus covers you even while you're still in process. Is anybody here grateful that you, while still being in process, is anybody here willing to admit, yes, there's a bunch of things in me I still need God to work on? Well, he looks at you and says, right, I'm working on it, but while I'm working on it, I'm already going to go ahead and look at you as this account and this account are right. They're good. It's because of Jesus. Somebody say, it's because of Jesus. And it's also because of Jesus that you will grow. 
that you will be able to be refined, that you will be able to be elevated and brought up to a new way of living. But let me go back to 2 Corinthians 5.20 again. 2 Corinthians 5.20, I want you to read it out loud with me. Ready? Go. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. All right, so we, we started out with this declaration, I am an ambassador of the Almighty. But as I read this scripture time and time again, there's some words that jump out at me, and it's the words we and us. The implication is, it's not just on you to do this, and we don't do it alone. That being an ambassador happens within the context of a community, and it's a beautiful community. It's the community called Christ's body, the church, and you're part of it. If you put your trust in Jesus, you're part of a community of people that are courageous in a willingness to carry the kingdom of God into this world. And you can trace your roots back in this community. But first, I want you to just get your mind around this simple idea that you are part of this community. And would you just say this out loud with me? I'm part of a community of courageous kingdom carriers. Ready? Say it. I'm part of a community of courageous kingdom carriers. Now, I wish I could tell you that I was only talking about the people in this room. You're in fine company. But I'm actually also talking about all of your brothers and sisters throughout history who have come to this place personally of saying, I need Jesus, and I love Jesus. And what Jesus wants to do in transforming my life is so good, I want other people to know Jesus. And then they began to just say, let's do something about this. Let's go. Let's tell somebody. Let's begin something. Let's start something. I mean, that's really the heart of it. You can trace this, actually, all the way back to Jerusalem a couple thousand years ago. And after three years, just three years with Jesus, Peter and, and the rest of them just started saying, we got to go. We got to tell people. We got we to make sure people know. You can trace your spiritual lineage to that moment. You can trace your spiritual lineage in, in what it looks like that there's a community of courageous kingdom carriers to the book of Acts. And, and here's what I hope. I hope that maybe sometimes you might open up the Bible to the book of Acts and just read that and say to yourself, these are my people. They are your people. If you're a believer in Jesus, those are your brothers and sisters in those pages. And so I want us to actually take a moment and and rewind the tape, trace it back to, to a moment where, where Paul was commissioned. And so it happened in a subtle kind of a way, but we're going to turn in just a moment to Acts chapter 13, and here's roughly a big picture of what had happened. Jerusalem, thousands of people are coming to know Jesus, and Peter ends up going to jail because they didn't like that that was happening in that way. And the church kept growing, and they started a couple of churches here, there, and someplace else. One of those places was Antioch. That was a couple of days' journey up into the north. And the, the new church that was started there was a place where lots of people were going to learn. Like, how do we do this? What does it look like? And, and, and so Paul, the Christian killer, had just come to know Jesus, 
And so he went up there to Antioch to learn, what, what is this? How do we do this? What is this church thing? And what do we do with it? And so Paul was up there. And what we're going to get is just a little snapshot into the believers in the early church in a place called Antioch. And so you, uh, you slip over to Acts chapter 13 with me and just the first few verses. And it says this. It says, among the prophets and teachers of uh, the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, called the black man, Lucius from Cyrene, Menaean, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, and Saul. One day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I've called them. So, after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So, Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit, and they went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed for the island of Cyprus. Okay, we just, we just saw a little snapshot of these courageous kingdom carriers, and I want you to just simply say, those are my people. They really are. I mean, they're, they're men and women who like you, had a spiritual awakening of, I want to be right with God, and I can't make myself right with God. They turned to Jesus. They received the gift of Jesus, forgiving their sins and giving them the hope of heaven. Show of hands, has that happened to anyone here? Show of hands, for real, right? Yeah, and so you're a lot like them. And then they started gathering together. And look at what they were doing. They were worshiping and fasting and praying. That's kind of the Bible model for this stuff. Believers getting together, fasting to say, God, I want more of you. I want you, God, to come and fill me rather than myself being filled by just whatever this world could offer me. And as they're fasting and praying and worshiping, what happens is that new people were called into new ministry assignments. That's what happens. When people in the body of Christ are truly just fasting and praying and saying, Jesus, your mission through my life, he begins to stir things up. And people get awakened into the calling for the kingdom of God that he has for them. And in this case, it just happened to be Barnabas and Saul. We know him as Paul. But they're praying, they're fasting and worshiping, and, and who knows how exactly it went down, but one of them begins to go... I think we need to, uh, I think we need to, hey, Saul, Barnabas, come over here. I, we think the Holy Spirit is saying that it's time for you to actually go and do some of this stuff. I mean, we just get one sentence, but you know these moments take time. And so they're fasting and praying, and they call them over and, and lay hands on them, look them in the eyes, and who knows what's going on in that moment, how they're flowing in the Spirit, speaking a prophetic word of destiny about what's going to happen. Or, or who knows how they might have been speaking words of go, move in the direction of Greece, just go. But they laid hands on them. It says in verse 3 that these people laid hands on them and sent them. But then in verse 4, it says that the Holy Spirit sent them. You know what we're seeing is that in the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit is at work through the identification and raising up of leaders who would be courageous kingdom carriers. 
And it's actually something that should happen in a healthy church. A willingness for us to fast and pray, but not just so that we can get, uh, get some sort of a self-indulged feeling of spiritual satisfaction, but so that we can move to a place of saying, God, your kingdom, what do you want to do? How do you want to move? And that then we might even say, and who, God, who? And how do you want to do it? Do you, do you know, can, can you just think for a moment? Do you think that those people in Antioch who said, yeah, like, you know, let's, let's lay hands on, on Saul and Barnabas and, and send them out. Do you think they could have had any clue of what was actually going to happen? I think they were just being faithful in the moment to what seemed like the prompting of the Holy Spirit to do the next right thing, which seemed like, let's commission these guys. They've got some gift and ability, and, and they should go and do something more. But you and me, we're sitting here today receiving the gospel, growing in Jesus because of that moment right there. I just want you to see this, that a church that would actually get serious about saying, Jesus, we're going to fast, we're going to pray, we're going to commit our own hearts to what you want to do and even commission other people to get in on the action of your kingdom, amazing things can happen. And we are part of a a community of courageous kingdom followers. And the third declaration I want you to join me in making is just simply this. We commission people into carrying the kingdom further. Why don't you say it with me? We commission people into carrying the kingdom further. It's just what we want to do is who we want to be. And I'm grateful for the way that this can sometimes happen. It, it can sometimes happen while we sow into our community through CP Go initiatives and city serve times. Yes, that's part of it. But I believe that God has a destiny for Centerpoint Church to recognize the goodness that we have together and to do like what happened in Acts 13, 1 through 4, to begin to recognize and identify and who among us has a calling for the kingdom of God that needs to be sent into another level of delivering on that calling. And I'm praying, and I've been praying, that God would allow us to plant new churches. Over the next seven years, I pray we would be able to start seven new congregations. I'm asking God to give us the strategy for how this is going to happen. But the reason why this needs to happen is because there are eternal destinies that hang in the balance. And I don't think that the right thing to do is to just keep all the goodness bottled up right in here. As much as we might like it that way. Oh, now we finally got our favorite people. Let's just all keep them all together right here. God might say, you actually have another plan. And and so here's what I'd like to invite you to to join me in, to envision a future together where we're planting new congregations, starting new congregations. In a couple of weeks, on February 8th, I'm uh, going to host an event. I'm calling it CP Dream, So Dream Huddle. Like, it's it's a So Dream Huddle. It's a huddle. It'll be a little conference, a little mini conference, mini workshop. I'm inviting my mentor, Pastor Mike Chong Perkinson, to come and teach on this. He's personally planted 15 churches, and he's going to do some training, and he and I together are going to tag team it, and we, we, whoever comes, come one, come all, whoever's interested in this idea of a so dream, and how Centerpoint can be used by God to start new congregations, come 
Just come, 6.30 to 8.30. Together, we are going to embrace why it matters. And we're going to pray and fast and say, God, how do you want to do this? And over the next uh, number of months, God, who do you want to raise up to be a part of it? And together, we're going to go on the So Dream journey. But it's going to start with this huddle. So I'm hoping and praying that you'll come. And it's open to whoever wants to. So February 8th, 6.30 p.m. over in Venue 2. Join me if you can. Um, Hey, I want the ushers to come forward now and to begin to distribute these wristbands. Okay, so uh, I wear this wristband. This is Grow, Flow, So. I wear it pretty much every day. There's nothing magical about a wristband. But wearing this is a reminder to me that I am a person who desires to grow spiritually. And it reminds me that I want to be a kind of person who would take steps to flow in the spirit. It reminds me that I'm on assignment from heaven to sow into the world around me with God's goodness and grace and the gospel. And so I'm asking our ushers to pass this out. You can take, the, uh, take a handful of them, pass them down, and everybody get one. And I want you to take this, and I want you to put it on. I want you to put it on your wrist, if you're willing to, to remind yourself that you are a man or a woman who desires to grow spiritually, who's in a process of growing, that you would remind yourself, and I want to flow in the Holy Spirit's power. There might be somebody who I need to pray for their, their healing in the middle of a moment, or I might need to speak some kind of a prophetic word of encouragement to somebody. I'm reminding myself about that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who will sow. I might actually just declare the goodness of God to somebody, share the gospel with somebody. Wearing a simple wristband, there's nothing magical about it, but it is a reminder about who God's called you to be as a grow, flow, sow kind of son or daughter of the Most High God. And so I want to take a moment and commission you to be a a woman or a man who is growing, who's flowing, who's sowing. And if that's true, if you would say, I want to be that kind of person, I do. I have a ways to go, but I want to learn. I want to be somebody who would grow, who would flow, who would sow. Put it on, and right now, I want you to just say, grow, flow, sow. Just say it. Grow, flow, sow. That's my roadmap. That's the direction I'm traveling in. That's where I'm going. I'm going to grow. I'm going to plant myself in the presence of God as often as I can. Every day, I'm going to open the Bible. I'm going to say, Lord, speak to me through your word. I'm going to be somebody who grows in community. I'm not going to do it alone. I'm going to let iron sharpen iron. So I'm going to be in a group or a class with my church family where the contact can happen because that's where the sharpening will come. Grow and flow. You're going to flow in the spirit. That means you're going to be paying attention. Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? Not just on Sunday, but anywhere you are. And then flow in the spirit. And so, so into this world, God's kingdom goodness there are people who one day they might trace their spiritual lineage to this moment and your willingness to sow. Yeah. Yeah. So would you just take a moment and and would you just take a moment and pray with me? Just pray with me. God, I thank you for giving us the gift of the body of Christ. 
and that we're not inventing some brand new thing. No, we are in a long line of courageous kingdom carriers. Right back to a bunch of crazy Jesus people in Antioch, Syria, who said, ah, yeah, more Jesus, more word of God, more spirit of God. And thank you, God, that that because of courageous ones, we inherit and just receive this gospel that is our, our foundation, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the grace that is made possible through the cross. God, I thank you for that. And I pray that for every one of my friends here today, you would activate in us a desire to be people who grow, flow, and sow. That it wouldn't just be a a, a wristband thing. It would be a heart thing, a life thing. So would you, if that's true, if you would say, I want to grow in this grow, flow, sow journey, just simply say, help me, God, together. Help me, God. Help me, God. Help me, God. 2 Corinthians 5.20, one more time. He said, we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. This is a message for somebody here today, even right now. You're here at church on a Sunday. You're trying to figure things out. So you came here and somebody brought you. You got the invitation, but you're here You just need to hear this. There's an opportunity for you to come back to God. And you know your own missteps. You know how far you've gotten yourself off of the road. And it's like God right now through a simple verse from the Bible is saying, come back to God. There's no reason why you shouldn't. His arms are open wide. You got to picture Jesus on on the cross, arms stretched wide. What is he doing? He's telling you, I love you. I love you so much that I would stretch my arms wide and take upon myself all of your sin so that one day when you ask me to forgive you, I can and will because I took it already and paid the price for it. You got to picture in your mind the goodness of God that he would say, you're not alone. I've sent my son to take your sin burden from you. So cry out and ask for his gift of mercy. So if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to forgive your sin and save your life, the message today is come back to God. Come back to God. And if you never have, I pray you will right now. If you're sitting here and you're saying, I want that. I want to come back to God. I want to be right with God through Jesus. Right now, I want you to raise your hand with me. If that's true, if you would say, I want to come back to God. I want to ask him to forgive me and save me. Lift your hand and keep it up real high, all right? Lift it up high. Right over here on my left. That's excellent. If there's anyone else, I don't want to miss you. Over here in the back on my left. Good. Good, good. Who else? Yeah, right over here on my right in the middle. Awesome. That's excellent. Anybody else? I just want to make sure you have a moment to be recognized over there on my right. Excellent. If you're joining us online, you just type it in. I want to say yes to Jesus. If you're up in the back, keep your hand real high. Way up in the back. Thank you. If you're outside, you just raise your hand high. And more than raising your hand, would you raise your heart by praying right now? Pray with me for a moment and just say something like this, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. Just say it with me, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. I believe that you're the Son of God, Savior, and Lord. 
just tell him, Jesus Christ, I believe in you. And just tell him, Jesus, I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Just ask him, Jesus, would you forgive my sin? Just ask him, Jesus, would you come and, and take my life? Lift me up. Set me free. Rescue me. Save me, Jesus. And just tell him, Jesus, I'm yours. From this moment on, Jesus, you are my Lord, my Savior. And I'm yours, your son, your daughter. Just tell him, Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus, I'm yours. Jesus, I'm yours. God, thank you for this gift of new life. Thank you, Lord, for the way that you are moving right now so that some of us could receive this gift of salvation. We're grateful. All God's people said, amen. Stand to your feet. I think when there's five or six people saying, Jesus, save me, there ought to be some believers that say, dang, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. To live this grow, flow, soul life, we need the Holy Spirit on our lives. And just sing it out for a moment. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit.